Welcome to Great Match Generator, the podcast where we look at great matches and see what makes them great. I am Danny Kukler. We had a three-week hiatus because I juggle a job, Beast Mike juggles a job, and Greg juggles everything. So, <laughs> so, so we, we're all juggling things, and I, I only want to do it bi-weekly anyway, so, so, and it works best with our schedule, so welcome. Here we are. Episode two. <laughs> How's it going? Yep, things are things are pretty good, I would say. Yeah. It's, it's all from it's good to good around where world's kinda of sorta of getting back to some sort of normalcy, I guess. I think things aren't too bad. Some sort of normalcy. Um me me and Beast Mike are ex- and Greg. I know Greg's excited. So <laughs> too, the NFL season's coming back, so yep. No Big yeah, Ten for you two, because you two are both Penn State alumni, but... Yeah, yeah. no Penn State football this year. Yeah, it's disappointing, and uh, I know Pat Frymuth is, uh, is declaring for the draft. Uh, a move that I was, I was expecting, because he was, he was a first-round pick. He was absolutely going to be a first-round pick, and probably was the best tight end in football if everybody yeah. was playing. So, Same with Micah Parsons. Completely understand and completely expect. And Micah was probably, I'd be the best defensive player yep. in, in, in college football. And both are going to declare for the draft. They're, they're, they're foregoing their junior years. And uh, they're going to go for the draft. And I think we'll easily both be first-round picks. So, Definitely. good luck to Micah and Pat. Uh, and I've seen them, obviously seen them play the last couple of years up close. They are both really, really good players. And I, I, I wish them both well. I'm sure they're, they're going to be drafted high. And both of guys are going to do very well. In their NFL career. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we have four matches on the slate today. We have the. Oh, I'll do them in date order first, and then we'll get into the uh, match. Match. Match one, and we normally go in date order anyway when we review matches. So we have the All Japan. Match from 1988, Jumbo Saruta, Great Kabuki, Takashi Ishikawa versus Astushahara, Toshiaki Kawada, and Samson Payuki, and the the latter two were known as Footloose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just learned that actually. Nice. So then we have All Japan 1990, a very famous match between. Jumbo Saruta and Mitsuharu Misawa, so we got a double dose of Jumbo today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to the ex- land of the extreme, ECW, in 1996 for Juventud Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr., a little extreme lucha action. And then we go to Europe in 2018, mm-hmm. Progress, Walter versus Timothy Thatcher. So we'll start with the six-man tag, and I want to start with Beast Mike. What were your thoughts on the six-man tag? I think it's uh to me it's fluid. I think this match was uh was pretty fluid from the word go. Uh, the crowd was pr- was been pretty hot uh for these uh all Japan matches, these uh, Japan matches we've been watching so far, and this crowd did not disappoint. So uh, they stayed hot. Uh. I like the like it. It, it kind of traded some strikes and then some holds. Uh, all the wrestlers involved here, and really, I think everything just blended pretty well from, from here on. And even get the interruptions, I think they they blended nicely. So, 
I think it was a very solid blend of pretty good tag team wrestling and a good mix of we're going to keep the crowd in it and then we're going to keep the flow going and then rest holds to kind of make sure everybody else can, all the wrestlers can keep going. So it was a good flow. Greg, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. Uh, I was actually behind the, the curtain here. Uh, Danny sends us these matches in a group chat. And for this one, he sent us the whole pay-per-view and, uh, Right before the match, I saw uh, John Tenta and Stan Hansen on the card. Nice. Yeah. Um, but no, All, the, Japan, it, yeah. All Japan had a, like a who's who of who wrestled for them. Like Harry Gordy, Bruiser Brody. Like yeah, like, there was a there was an ad I think right after the match for uh, Bruiser Brody, Abdullah the Butcher, Austin Idol, Jimmy Snuka. It was crazy. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy Snuka was Bruiser Brody's tag team partner in, like, the late 80s, but like, before Brody got murdered. Um, mm. Like, they were going to be, like, a huge tag team, like, mm. like, so, um, and my thoughts on this match were, it, it was pretty fluid. I thought they went to war. They, they they go to, like, war pretty quickly. There was a sense of urgency, which is something I've been praising a lot in in <laughs> even the, the past few... The past episode and this episode. And this episode will go to, towards that again. It's something I've learned I like in my wrestling. It's like, we're, we're doing fake fighting. <laughs> so... Please have a sense of urgency and like wanting to kick the guy's ass. Um, <laughs> and, and do it relatively quickly. And do it relatively quickly. Like I think that was a theme with all four of these matches was they they yeah. just looked like a straight up brawl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought Jumbo looked the be- the best in this match, followed by Kawada, um, because. Even even this was early on in Kawada's career, like you you could see something special in Kawada, you know, mm-hmm. and and you you knew he was going to be a big star, but all six wrestlers were exquisite in this match. They all did their thing. I give this a three and three quarters. Um, it achieved its goal, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't like mind-blowing yeah no it's a solid tag match i think uh i would probably go three and a half probably it's a solid tag match it's, it's not it's not gonna blow yeah right it's not gonna blow the doors off uh, off the arena or off the building but it's a good match it, it was all in all a pretty good match with a nice uh clean finish um really no chicanery involved here so i think it was a really solid uh solid way to go um what greg do you do ratings or no uh sure Honestly, um, this style isn't really my style, um, so I'd probably go with the three. It was probably my least favorite of of the four, at least. Um, but it was still really good. Yeah, three's still not three is still a good match. Yeah, um, people oh, get lost in in the star ratings, like 
Like two and a half is average. Um, right. Three is still good. Um, yeah, I mean we're everyone's rating overrating like. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But everyone gets rated. Everyone gets over overrates like every match match being the greatest thing ever. That's that's mm-hmm. why it's like. That's why it's like, you know. Well, especially in the Elter scale. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there because, are many. There are many of Meltzer fans. There are plenty of Meltzer fans out there who who, uh, who basically uh, treat Meltzer as the Bible. So it, it's a. It's the people who need to chill and they have their own opinions, and there are, there aren't enough people who really do that. I would say. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, with his uh, Omega and Okada six and seven star matches, I think there's been some like grade inflation going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. They were classics, but yeah. Oh, um, yeah, of course. But, uh, but yeah, six and seven is probably a wee bit high, you know, probably. Yeah, they're not... <laughs> they're they're great matches. I, I love those matches, but they're not... They're not, like... Like, this, this like, high is high, high, high scale, you know? So, so... That that's what I mean by the star inflation, you know. Yeah. Um, and that and I agree with that. Um, but the next match we'll go to is Jumbo versus Masao, and this was my favorite match of the entire thing, and it's partially because of the story behind it. Mm. Um, so there is a story behind this match. It's one of the most important. One of the most famous matches in Japanese wrestling history. So, okay. so, and it's because of its backstory. Um, so, the Booker Giant Baba was um in the back, was actually out in the concession stand, like in at the beginning of the show and during intermission, and he saw like the amount of merchandise that Masao was selling. Mm-hmm. At Budokan that night, and he originally was going to put Jumbo over him, okay. but saw like the crowd was white hot for Misawa, put Misawa over. Oh, yeah. now, I'm sure must have heated. I'm sure must have got Jumbo heated. No, Jumbo is a Jumbo was a professional. Oh, he was cool with it. Okay, he was cool with it because. Jumbo's time was almost up. He was going to retire in like six years anyway, and and he figured Masao was going to be the new star, and was going to carry. It was going to carry. It was going to be the next one to carry all Japan. Okay, no, you know what? I can respect it. I, I can, I can totally, I can totally see that. I can totally uh, respect that, uh, that he wants to carry the business. I, I guess that that's a lot of thing. That's uh, it's a beautiful thing about wrestling. As when an older guy wants wants to pass the torch, he'll uh, pass the torch to somebody who he thinks can carry it. I dig it. But but this match has worked beautifully. <laughs> um, from like a build standpoint, it mm. it's worked beautifully. It, it's a battle of generations of like. This is the old way of doing it. This is the new guard of doing it. Um, Mitsawa is a little quicker than Jumbo. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Right. Um, Mitsawa is a little stronger, yet Jumbo is still the elder. The Jumbo the elder still veteran, has that elder. The elder, the, elder the elder statesman. The elder's stubbornness. And Jumbo yeah. is just a grump in this match. And <laughs> it works out perfectly. Um, and Dave did go five on this match. This is one of those matches he did go five on in 90. Um, and I could see why. Because this is this, this, this is a Dave Meltzer match, you know, <laughs> when you I think. I like it. Because... Didn't you say something about the pants last time? About, like, yeah. the importance of the yeah, pants? Yeah, what was yeah, that? Yeah, of the 1990... Misawas were green. Mm-hmm. Wore green and white. Mm-hmm. Ju- Jumbo wore black always. Jumbo okay. and Ten- Jumbo and Tenru always wore black because it, it was more prevalent in the 90s style than the 80s style. Okay. Because... Um, so was um, that was like the whole green pants thing having to do with like sales? Like, is that like part of his character? That I'm not sure, but but I just think he chose it as his distinctive color, and mm-hmm. it just stuck, you know. Yeah, I, I thought you were. I thought you were saying before that some um, all Japan wrestlers chose a specific pant colors uh, to kind of make it, make themselves stand out from, from everyone else. I think I thought yeah, that's what you were yeah, make them before. stand out right. in the ring. And yeah, yeah. By the way, I, is I, Giant Bob on commentary? Yes, he is. Okay, because <laughs> he, he his voice sounds com- just like on. Yeah, his voice sounds just like Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was on commentary on this man, and and yeah, he had giantism too. They were actually like very late. They were actually a tag team, and like before Andre, like in like the late night, in like the early nineties. Really? And, yeah, like they were like they were like a prelim tag because Andre's still a star, and Baba. Right. Baba was winding it down, but late 80s, early 90s, what, 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 early 90s, because NWF would loan Andre to All Japan because, mm. because Andre enjoyed working in Japan. Um, but this match is stiff. It's urgent. It felt like a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a super stiff pile driver at one point, and I was just like, man, you could never do that today. No, no. Sam Zero was <laughs> out of that. No. Not after what Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy did. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where everybody was tripping, and Matt Hardy was dead. Oh, man. Yo, Reba Hardy spazzed on Twitter about that too. Reba Hardy was so mad. She went at him. People don't like. People don't like. Wow. On Dynam, is it just me and I? Me and the the part of me that wants to be worked. Mm -hmm. That that I wanted Sammy Guevara to 
pile drive Matt Hardy <laughs> on Dynamite, or, or, or at least tease it a couple times, like like, like the, next, couple. the next big match, like, like like tease it once or twice, and then finally do it or something. I, I think the yeah. crowd would. They, they would go hype over that. Everybody would, spat, would snap but on that, that one. Maybe, but on People are so afraid of heat, and people are so afraid of, like, um, doing something so risque. It's mm-hmm. wrestling. Wrestling's a little scuzzy. It's, it always is. And, yeah. and Yeah, but they got torn apart for that on Saturday. Yeah, yeah I, they I know. But I, I, I'm just old school like that. <laughs> I get it. There, there are some times just for good old school storylines. I think that's one of them. Yeah, and going back to the match, like, another thing I saw, I think it was towards the end, uh, Masawa hits a German suplex. I've never seen a crowd pop like that for a suplex. <laughs> it, it, they went absolutely nuts. This crowd was so hot. This, oh, yeah. We got to talk about this crowd. This crowd was <laughs> most. That's so serious. Like, all, the, all these All Japan crowds have been live. Uh, all, all these All Japan crowds have been fire the, the, for these matches we've watched so far. They, they've, they've been super into it. And in the match, like, uh, just to kind of tease uh, one of the matches we're watching next week, the crowd kind of, like, knows their role in, in even that match or they were so quiet but they were so involved it, it, that match made sense uh, for a match where uh, I'm teasing, teasing for next time they, they, they're good those crowds are really good and they're smart and they, they know like they understand what's going on and I, I love that mm-hmm. yeah, and the finish made sa- makes sense even even if you want to continue the feud and you didn't want to give Misawa a clean win right out of the gate because, you know, mm-hmm. you want to protect Jumbo and mm-hmm. it it it's aw- it, it's an awesome match. And I love the ending, the 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 kick out at two and then the roll reversal. That was I. I yeah, even I popped for that because I thought I thought it was over. That that got me on the near fall. Yeah. yeah. So surprising. And Jumbo's so good. Jumbo's so good too. Mitsau Mitsau speaks for himself, you know. Mitsau is one of the all time greats. The man died in the ring, so mm. it, it's like, it's like, it's like he he gave his life to wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite literally. Literally, yeah. Um, but Jumbo's so good too. Um, like I, I, I just feel like th- this is the type of stuff where I, I feel like, like it's aw- awesome. It's it, it breeds awesomeness, and it breeds sort of sort of like a sort of like a almost a it gives Miss Howe more vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know. But I went the full five on this. You know what? I, I'm I won't knock you for it. I think it's a yeah, like like you're like we were saying, like love the pace, love the kind of uh the style the styles making fights, 
uh, type of deal that this provides. Uh, love the yeah the, the finish was so didn't see the finish coming and the audience really, really sold it. The, the audience really made everything pop pretty well. So uh, yeah, I, I can I can agree with. I've the, never uh, seen a crowd so hot for an entrance too. Yeah. Mm. For an entrance. Oh, yeah, he saw way. him coming through the crowd. He saw him coming through the crowd and like they're they're all just trying to like get their hands on him. Whatever <laughs> happened to coming through the crowd? <laughs> There are only certain people who could do that. There are only certain people who could do it and make it stick. Like, like Sandman made it stick in ECW. I know we're watching ECW match a little, a little bit later. Uh, we're talking about one. The Shield made it stick with WWE. Uh, but there's only certain people who can actually make a, a crowd entrance stick. All Japan did it all the time in Budokan. And these crowds, I think it, it would stick in All Japan because it's just like these crowds are. It's just that era, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just gush over all Japan because it's because it's De- definitely your style. I can tell. <laughs> it's definitely my style. Mm. Another match that's my my style, but I liked a little less. But but still, my style is this big ass extreme bash match. <laughs> Lucha Libre at its very finest. Prime Rey Mysterio versus Prime Juventud Guerrero from ECW 1996. And we're talking ECW arena flows, too. Uh, uh-huh. A, a classic arena that I know D. Cooks and I have been to. Uh, it's a... Yeah, well... It, yeah, lo- love that intimate setting that the ECW always provided. And I think what makes this match so flow so well. I mean, it was a little sloppy to start with, a couple boxes here and there to start. But once they really got going, Luby and Ray, they really went hard in the paint. And mm-hmm. I think it was the, the symmetry, the chemistry with it. It was, it was great. It was great aerial moves that, that really just just made everything pop. Great counters to the aerial moves, like that, that, that power bomb that Ray did when, when Hoobie's coming off the top. Like mm-hmm. you're a beautiful catch by, by Ray. Yeah. This match is awesome. This, this match, match is dope. This, this match is dope. After All right. Spot fest go. This 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 is as good. A as real match. good spot fest match. Yes, absolutely, really good spot fest. Like I can shut my brain off and say, you know what? Sometimes sometimes in wrestling you want to shut off your brain. This mm-hmm. is the perfect shut off your brain match. Mm-hmm. But it had good psychology too. It's like it did. They were trying to one up each other and yep. All the way down, even down to the the, the outside spot where Hoobie does the power bomb under the car, and then Ray does ends up doing a hurricanrana off of it, and it, it, it's a yeah, it, it it definitely wasn't can you top this match? Absolutely wasn't can you top this? Um, to to quote Austin Powers, this is definitely my bag. Um, nineties <laughs> uh, ECW was totally my jam. This is what mm. me and my my best friend were super into. I, I still remember forty eight um at all different times. And yeah, really. Uh, I took some time with this one because uh, it was on the network, and um I went back and watched a couple of these other matches. I I watched Sam. I watched Raven, um, and I just got my my kind of nostalgia in for the day. Uh, but this this was amazing, and it was a complete 180 from the Masawa Jumbo 
yes, match. And this is like all pacing. about speed. Yep. All about speed. And yeah, this is all about speed and and a different kind of intensity, but it's intensity nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna back away from the mic for one second just so I can do is to bring myself back. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Uh, and you were backing away from the mic and doing that? It's still good. It still works. <laughs> and it still works. Joey oh, old school Joey Styles. Styles baby. Like, back when everybody liked Joey Styles. Oh, man. Oh, you, you made himself a legend uh, in ECW. But yeah, this, this match, it even started a little surly with, 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 the, with the handshake thing. Where Hoobie didn't shake Ray's hand and the race bat on him. That was, mm-hmm. Even that was a bit surprising. We got, got like, a, little, a little bit of heel Ray Mysterio involved, too. I've I've always thought the psychosis matches were better, and I okay. still do. Um, um, especially the one in e- from '95, which we're probably gonna get to at some point in this match, in this mm-hmm. watch. Um, but it, it's whatever the generator comes up with, not me. <laughs> you know. Okay. I know. It's all, I know the psychosis matches on the list, but. But, but the Mexican death match, which I've watched before, but and loved, you know. But this match is awesome, you know. It yeah, it was it, it flowed so so well, and I love the finish where it looks like Hoobie's going for the crucifix bomb and Ray, and Ray with the excellent counter. Ray Mysterio is what makes Ray so great is that Mysterio is a really good counter wrestler. Well, it's a brainbuster. Yeah. Yes, he, he's a really good counter wrestler, and he, like he's so quick, like you don't see it coming. And it, oh, Ray, Ray doesn't move, and he sneaks a pin on you. It's just so he's so smooth in the ring. I just I just feel like WWE always uses Ray in like this underdog spot yeah. instead of using him in like an offensive as like a great offensive wrestler. And mm-hmm. sometimes it gets annoying because it's like. Ray can do some great offensive shit. I think that's when they started. Well, they started them like um like when he first had a couple matches. The matches with like with Kurt and, and a couple other matches to start with. Like, they 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 kind of showed off his like his aerial skill and, and abilities. But, but I'm yeah. talking about like the world title run and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I thought I thought like that like most of Ray's WWE stuff doesn't hold up as well as I'd like it to. Okay. But the 90s Ray stuff still holds up. So the, the, so the ECW and WCW Ray is the Ray you, you like uh, more so than WWE Ray. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. 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 I, can, I can buy that. Because it's prime. It, it, and they it, showcased them. They, they made, they made, they made, they made the it happen to showcase them. There's still WWE Ray matches I like the CM Punk match, mm-hmm. where they where where Punk knew how to work with him. Mm-hmm. But but you know that that's my main issue with WWE, like some WWE stuff is they don't know how to use the wrestlers, <laughs> you know. But that's a different story for a different day. But let's get to Walter Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> a war of wow. attrition. Oh my God! Ring, come, ring, come. 
We talked about hot crowds, right? Uh huh. Yeah, this crowd is this crowd is scorching for this match. Yeah. All right. So just so you know, I got back into wrestling around 2016 through the British scene, like through okay. the UK scene, and like these two and Ringcom, they were like legendary. Uh, was this was in progress? I know they were big in WXW too. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, this was another match that was just totally up my alley. Great selection of matches this time. <laughs> it's been it was randomly selected, you know. It's just been like it 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 it, it works out it works out that most of these matches are great anyway, great on their own merits. It's just been like it, it's just like this this um match is just a knockdown drag out fight. Mm-hmm. You have a brawler in Walter, whose name, whose main game is obviously he'll he'll chop you to death, but he can brawl with with everybody. And then you have Thatcher, who's a tech guy, and who, whose technical skill is is a top tier tech. He's a top tier technician in, in the game right now. But both guys kind of use both styles, and, and but they can do the opposite thing. Thatcher can absolutely brawl, and Walter can absolutely tech. It, it, it's a it, I love that they both guys kind of mesh together well and use their styles against each other so properly well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just like this match is heaven for me because it, it had a sense of urgency. It mm-hmm. had it had you know, and and they were tag team partners at the time. Yeah, yeah, they were tag team partners. Yeah, they said screw. Who being tagging partners for this match? It's for a title. It had stakes. Yeah. yeah. And and I love that commentary started everything by like giving the backstory. Like that's a great yes. commentary should be doing. Yeah. Um, t- telling how hey they're tag team partners, but like you said, this is for a title, so let's like yeah, th- that all that, goes yeah. out the window. Like um he didn't uh, Thatcher didn't shake Walter's hand at the beginning. So that played into it. Because it's business time, yep. Uh-huh. Business time. It's business. It, it, gosh darn business. And I'm going to kick your ass. Pretty much. Walter Chops. Uh. Walter was... Chops are a thing. <laughs> Universally known that when the crowd gets quiet, it, 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 here's a Walter Chop. You can hear it throughout the building echo. Oh. I, I still think Kobashi has the greatest shops of all time. Okay. But, but Walter might be second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I I still I for every time I hear a Kobashi job, it's like it's hard, and his chops are consistent. But Walter's chops are consistent. Walter yeah. puts so much Art. power into his chops. Oh. Walter is like the think of like back in the day. The thing of a baseball reference. Think of a big slugger like a Mark McGuire or Barry Bonds, like at their like peak of powers. Where when you know when he when he hits it like he hits a ball like on a barrel of the bat. When he, hit, when he hits it that clean, you know it's gone. You know he hit it hard, and you know it's a whole lot of trouble for the person for the person that that took that. Yeah, but you know what's really crazy is 
as much as it hurts, you can tell some of these guys think of it as like an honor to get yeah, that yeah, chop yeah. from Walter. <laughs> but I, I, I yeah. took a chop for Walter and Liv. You should make that a tea. Like, I, I took a chop for Walter and survived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, that needs to be a shirt. <laughs> that needs to be a shirt. <laughs> I took a chop from Walter, and all I got was this giant welt. (laughs) Yep. There you go. That's good. That's good. That works. That works. I took a chop from Walter, and all I got was this giant red welt on my my chest. It doesn't have have Walter's imprint on the back of the shirt. It's freaking red. Um, I love this match. Because of urgency, because of... Drama escalation, you know. I I thought the I thought the match did get a little finisher spammy at the end, but but besides that small complaint, it's a four and a half star match. Mhm. I love the ending. I I thought um kind of like the Masawa match. Um, like the ending just looked like two guys completely spent. Mm-hmm. And then just one manages final maneuver, and the crowd goes nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. I I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's really it's really good. Um, you know. So I, I go four and a half on the last two matches. Uh, four and a half on Walter Thatcher and four and a half on Ray and Hoovy. Um, I got four and a quarter on Ray Hoovy, four and a half okay. on because. On top tier spot fest, um, I have uh, a certain Ricochet versus Will Ospreay match. The DBZ match that broke the internet. The, the match that broke the internet. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no spot fest tops that. That's 100 percent true. No, <laughs> no spot fest. No spot fest breaks the DBZ uh, scale. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would go four and a half for Ray and Hoovy, and just because I'm biased, I go five star for Walter Thatcher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But next time, you guys are going to have an easier time finding finding the matches because three of the matches are on the network. And actually, one of the matches are one of the matches is on Daily Motion. So, it's going to be an easy time for you guys to find these matches. But next time, we're watching King of the Ring 1998. Yes, the famous one. Yes. The famous match from that show. Undertaker versus Mankind. We'll see whether it holds up after 22 years. So we're going to watch Death Happen. We're going to watch Death Happen. (laughs) Twice. Almost twice. (laughs) Almost twice. And and we're going to see McFoley McFoley try, Try, try and murder himself. Pretty much. Rock Lesnar versus CM Punk, SummerSlam 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I'm excited for that one. I remember really liking that match. That was a see the, those two those that SummerSlam had that match and then Brian and Cena, but also had the Alberto Christian, which is fire too, which got super underrated because those other two matches were so good. That was a pretty good SummerSlam. Bringing back. And then from 1984, the UWF. So we're going to shoot style again. I'm looking forward to this. Yoshiaki Fujiwara versus 
Super Tiger. And Mike says this match is a little more intense than the first shoot style match we watched. It's a little bit more intense. It's a little slower, but it is a little bit more intense. And not to truly give away the ending, the match changes on one kick. Yeah. The match the match changes on one kick. And then we go to the South for WCW 1990. The Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette, Russell War 1990. All right, good collection. The randomizer selected it, not me. Um, That's Rock for two? Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. Oh, the Expresses. From Wrestle War 1990. It's going to be a good show next week. I think we're going to watch Death Happen twice. And and we're going to see if that that holds up. And and we're going to see if... We're going to see how Southern Tags hold up. Which I, I suspect very well. The plugs. Uh, Twitter.com slash Beast Mike is where you can find me. I will naturally be uh, talking about the NFL's return. I have already put, uh, I will put my uh, official picks for the season. I know I'll put them out on Facebook already, but I will put them out on Twitter uh, later today, my official picks for who I think will win the awards, who I think will win the, uh, the the Super Bowl, and everything else in between. So that's where you can find me, Twitter.com slash Beast Mike. Greg. And you can find me on Twitter at PSU Optimus, or uh, check out my YouTube channel review, uh, WWE and EW shows with my action figures. You, you broke up there when you were plugging your YouTube channel. We didn't get your name of your YouTube channel. So. Oh, okay. Um, YouTube channel is Wrestling Optimus. And, uh, yeah, I do a lot of action figure stuff there. Nice. DJD Coots on Twitter. And, and we... And I, I just post... I just posted that the G1 lineup is stacked. They managed to get every... Because Japan let citizens back into the, like, not, like, overseas residents back into the country. A big quarantine. They managed to get every, like, like, every wrestler you would want in the G1, in the G1. The G1's going to be good. Did you see the lineup for the G1? Yeah, the A block. I, I a block the A block is <laughs> the A block is the A block is a literal gauntlet. It is a literal gauntlet. A block match mm-hmm. is going to be classics. There's going to be so many classics. I mean, we usually with G1 we usually get three to four classics a year. We're going to get so many good ones out of this. I'm so, so excited. Just, just to run through I'm it. Ready, so I'm ready for actual good wrestling. And New Japan <laughs> hasn't really been producing. The stadium show was good. Except for the main event, but but I'm a little concerned for B Block because it's going to get a little gimmicky, but 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 yeah, A Block looks like it's going to be a murderer's row of 
great matches. I'm like, yes, baby. <laughs> yeah, so A Block has got Kota Ibushi, Kajusuke Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Shingo Tagagi, Yujiro Takahashi, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, J. White. Now, now, Block B ain't too bad either, though. But Block B, we'll, we'll, get, we'll put some respect on Block B's name. Uh, we got uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroki Goto, Toro Yano, Yoshihashi, Sonata, Tezuya Naito, Evo, Evil, Zack Sabre Jr., Juice Robinson, and Kenta. Block B's got, got some hit, heavy hitters, too. Yeah, Block B has heavy hitters, too, but Block A has more heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Block yeah. A's going to have some classics. We're getting Will Shingo again. Oh, no, my we're God. Getting, we're going to get Will Shingo again. We're going to get Osprey and Okada running it back. We're going to get Bushi Okada. We're going to get Shingo. And o- Shingo Okada is going to be a match I'm looking forward to. I, I want to see that Shingo, one. Shingo Okada. Oh, you, you just I, I made my mother look forward to match. That's that's the one I want to see. The, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's the one I want to see the most is Okada and Shingo. Okada Cobb's going to be dope. Uh, Shingo Okada is going to be dope. Uh, Shingo and, and Cobb is going to be dope. There's there's so many good matches uh, in this in this whole deal. There's so many good matches in, in this in this block. Yeah, and then AEW was disappointing on Saturday. It was yeah, that's little... what I yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't watch the other the pay per view, but I heard it was I heard it was whack except for the women's match. Uh, it, and and I the was, main event like, and the main event the main event was really good. Oh yeah, and Jeff and uh, and Mox. Okay. I was so excited for it. And it was great until the the Hardy incident, and it just took it took everything out of it from that point on. I saw the Matt Hardy incident. I was on, I, and then I was like, "Oh, the crowd's gonna be dead the entire night." And then the MJF match was real. If you watch the MJF F match and Mox on its own, it's a great match. Okay. But you, um, add, but you add the whole show into it. It's like eh. add the whole show into it. It's like it's a five hour mullet. Plus you, plus in COVID era, you don't need to do a five hour freaking show. And in that five hour show, because you could tell it was killing those wrestlers. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty much yeah, every one of those hard. matches need to be shorter. Yeah. So. It is what it is. Um, but, but for, yeah, but we did get a current wrestling dog in while, while, and then WWE, I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, they, they split up, uh, obviously, Bailey Sasha splitting up, that was obvious. They split and up then, the iconic. That was, Cedric yeah, Alexander I don't know about that one. That was, oh. That, that's pretty dumb. I mean, can they push Billy and Peyton separately? Sure, but they're so good as they're, they're that's a, that's just a fluid team. What's the deal with Cedric Alexander? Did he get released? No, he no. joined the hurt business. He, he joined the hurt business, which we knew was coming because they, they've been kind of teasing it for the last month or so. But the way they did it was so anticlimactic and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah. Also, Retribution is the dumbest thing ever. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. It's the second is. dumbest thing after Raw Underground. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad right now. 1.725 million viewers and AW equaled the 18 to 34 demo that Raw did what, uh-huh. last week. So, thank you. 
Yeah. So it might be. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'm, you I'm know what? AEW is going to consistently hit a million once yeah. NXT. Yeah. Plus, plus now Raw that, and Raw struggled, and this is without football. Now Raw is going to have Monday Night Football to deal with for the next three months, four months. Like, so that they're going to. Oh yeah, they're never, they're never going to get back over like three million. Right. They're they're in deep trouble for that. Like like they they, they can't touch Thursday because Thursday Night Football is going to is going to eat up some viewers. But uh, but yeah, the Monday Night Football because that this is usually the time of the year where, where Raw get loses a bunch of viewers. Because of the uh, because of MNF, so that's gonna hurt. That's gonna, that's gonna hurt they actually had a good number after SummerSlam. It, yeah, they did. It's mm-hmm. like they had a good good number, all things considering, after SummerSlam. The Thunderdome has killed everything. You, you know, I, I I don't even watch it. It's like it's so bad. They've kind of been eating themselves up with the Thunderdome, considering some of the the signs and some of the, the things that people are uh, are bringing to the Thunderdome. So that, that's kind of backfired on them a little bit. But but I think they're working out the kinks. It, it does give it a better look. Yeah, I'll give them that. Yeah, I, they've that been able to do look. some cool stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. Greg? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. So that's it for us. Um, For Beast Mike and Greg, this is DJ D. Kooks, Danny, saying so long, bad rap, happy to send goodbye. <laughs>